Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. go another day more riots more shootings a bunch of people got shot last night in wisconsin it's uh it, there's video is crazy man the guy's arm got shot off it was pretty much uh freaking lost my lunch when i saw that thing it was disgusting but it's it's total chaos out there more um is it kenosha i guess it's kenosha more just crazy stuff happening but all right because my knowledge is limited and the world is moving so fast i am um i am blessed to have great resources and great friends like chris mccarthy you may know him from wbsm 1420 um radio you can follow him on twitter that's at chris c-h-r-i-s underscore topher t-o-p-h-e-r underscore m-c and we'll have all this stuff in the show notes as well. Chris is, I've reached out to Chris here because there's all sorts of breaking news happening with the world being uh, unraveling in the COVID, uh, just uh, this COVID nightmare mixing with uh, with the, the social degeneration happening. And um, so Chris was vacationing, vacationing, was about to make his first cocktail when I rudely interrupted him. But I need you, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing great, Tom. How, how are things up there? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on vacation. Are you on an undisclosed location or something you can tell us? No, no, no. can I just say something? So I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to live in a town uh, that, where, where I also have other properties with, with a beach. So I'm right here in Fairhaven. But it makes it uh, so it makes it easy. I, I can leave work and go right right to the beach. So uh, that, that's where I'm at. It's, it's, not, it's not much of a vacation, but I guess it's the best we can get these days right it's nice to be able to have a beach you can go to without the government telling you you can't give it time chris i don't know what you're thinking man it's only a matter of time (laughs) 
By the way, the beach, that sounds very privilegy to me. And uh, when the Great Reckoning happens, that'll be divvied up and dispersed to uh, marginalized groups. I hope you're ready for it. Uh, I, I think so. I, I'm drinking heavily in anticipation of it, huh? <laughs> Okay, um, so so one thing that's just breaking right now is Dr. Fauci says he was undergoing surgery and did not take part in a task force meeting where new sudden changes to COVID nineteen testing guidelines were discussed. I don't even tell you that we were, that, that we would talk about this, but in case you missed it today, the the CDC came out with rather bizarre new guidelines that has it, it was two days ago it was the post office was going to be used to steal the election. Now Trump manipulated the CDC. I assume so he can have more gatherings or to reduce testing so that there are fewer positive cases. Um, but um, apparently it's being rejiggered or something, some of the, of the new guidelines. Have you seen any of this stuff? No, I've just seen some of it. I just saw the breaking news that Fauci's, you know, walking away from it. Uh, he's a great guy to have on the team, isn't he? <laughs> you really want to be in a trench with that guy. Um, I, I – Look, I, I, was, I had a uh, conversation today with Sheriff Tom Hodgson of Bristol County, you know, America's sheriff. He was yeah. he was one of the people who spoke. He went down to the convention. He described the convention to me. He went down and he spoke on behalf of all the Massachusetts delegates, you know, to cast their votes for President Trump. And he explained the, the procedures to me. It sounded very safe, very easy. You know, there were 300 some odd people in a room, a big, you know, a big room. Mm-hmm. But I, I, get, I get that if people are, are a little bit smart here, that you'll be fine. And if you're one of these people who's, um, at risk of dying from something else because you get COVID-19, then you obviously have to act differently. But I'll tell you, the, the way they keep moving the goalposts here is crazy. Right. And, you know, at this point, with the with the, the amount of testing, with the decrease in actual cases and the decrease in fatalities, fatalities are in the basement at this point. I mean, it's fair to say that what happened two and a half months ago is not what's happening now. That thing that was that destroyed people in nursing homes is not what's happening now. And it does not help that Fauci is somebody who has meddled with, to use a favorite term of the media, media meddled <laughs> with the truth in order to uh, manipulate people. I just, I, I don't know about you, Chris, I, I have little faith in these big medical bureaucracies anymore. Oh, I totally agree with you. Look, it's the natural default setting of the bureaucracy no matter what bureaucracy really is to tell people not to do something, right? Because it's easier to tell people just don't do something and then they can not have any impact. Whereas if you say, look, we, we recommend this, that, and the other thing, but go about your regular life and people start dying, then the fingers get pointed at them. So, and the other dangerous part is that these, some people really like power and they really enjoy uh, the kick they get from it. And that's okay if you're an elected official because we can kick you out. But when you're a bureaucrat, um, particularly when you're a highly educated person who can play the trump card of I'm a doctor, um, it makes it very difficult to argue with those people. And, and, they, and they seem to have uh, more control than, than I think we would encourage in a republic. Right. Oh, definitely. I mean, even Massachusetts, certainly not just Massachusetts, just a, a bunch of the northeastern states with all the fatalities, of course. Uh, these medical uh, experts are have uh, total authority. And you're right, we have completely moved the goalposts. And oddly enough, these same people, these you know, they wear their lab coats, so you know that they're the real thing, and they're to be trusted at all costs. They were so silent during the uh, peaceful protests. But there's more peaceful protests, by the way, going on now in uh, in Wisconsin. There was only three people shot at last night's peaceful protest. But their their inability, unwillingness to call out the protests as being a health problem just showed that these are not serious. These are not serious people. 
No, because look, it, you know, you, if you just particularly if, look, let's just look at it this way. If they care about the protesters, which I think is why they're being deferential to them, if they really cared about them and therefore thought they were going to get sick based on all the other information they've been telling people, you would think that they would tell the protesters to stay home, right? So, so are they really against the protesters and trying to see them all get sick, or, or is there something else going on here? Yeah. Hey, so Chris, new other breaking news. The Milwaukee Bucks staged a boycott of their NBA playoff game against the Orlando Magic in response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake. So um, I didn't even know. I know so little about the NBA. I don't. Is I, I thought the NBA had done had paid their tithing to Black Lives Matter. Didn't they already paint the uh, court and don't they have uh, cool um, mottos on their on their jerseys now? So here's the thing. Not only as the story continues, not only did the Bucks do this, but now the NBA and the Players Association have come together to cancel all the games tonight. Oh so, well. There's no games tonight, so I won't be able to see Black Lives Matter uh, on the court. I won't be able to see the cool names on the shirts. I'm just not going to get my fill of, of, of uh, millionaires forcing their brand of politics down my throat <laughs> tonight. But, but Tom, Tom I'll, I'll bring up something, uh, connect this here to Boston, and go back a, a, a many, many years ago, actually before I was born, when Martin Luther King was killed, assassinated. And I'm not equating that with what happened in Milwaukee, but just follow me here. When Martin Luther King was assassinated in 1968, all across America, cities burned. One city did not burn, and that was Boston. And that was because James Brown was going to play a concert that Mm. night in Boston. And Mayor White went to James Brown and said, will you allow us to put this on PBS? And so that everyone will stay home or we can try to get people to stay home to watch a free James Brown concert on television. He agreed. PBS played it. Boston didn't burn. And so I, I, that would be a very interesting thing if, if, the, if the NBA said came on and said, everybody stay home, watch the games. Let's work this thing out. It doesn't make any sense to riot. But instead, what they're doing is they're canceling entertainment and giving people nothing to do except perhaps go out and riot. No, right. not that it would be a foolproof plan, but it would at least be an effort as opposed to saying, yeah, we got, we got nothing planned tonight. So now you can fill your dance card, right? Like with burning stores and looting. So I think it's a bad decision on the NBA's part. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, it, it, it's not well thought out, but yeah. what has been, but it's already being gilded now as a really noble move. And now they're putting their money where right. their mouth is. It, this, um, just found this thing, this piece of audio. This is Zora Stevenson, who's a, a Milwaukee Bucks reporter. And um, she talks a little bit about the significance of the boycott. When you talk about wanting change, all of us have to ask ourselves, what are we willing to give up? You, you can talk, you can tweet, you can protest, you can donate. But what are you willing to give up until you see that change actually happen? If the Bucks, in fact, do decide and have decided not to play this game, they have made a statement that they are willing to give up a playoff game during their pursuit of something that they have worked for all year. And they have said, this is worth it. We are willing to sacrifice. And so the beauty of this country is the ability to stand up for what you believe in whether you believe or agree with what people are standing up for you have to respect when people take a stance on something 
and don't just talk about it, but act on it. I'm not uh, in agreement with um, Mrs. Well, Stevenson. Tom, here's the thing. What she said is, with all due respect to her, and I get I know the, it's a moving situation, so when she said that, that may have been the case. But here's the thing. The NBA, the Players Association, they've all agreed to postpone the games. They're not, no one's, the Bucks aren't forfeiting a game. They're not losing a game. No one's playing. They're going to play the games later. They're simply taking the night off. They're not actually sacrificing anything. They're just not playing the games tonight. But they're postponed. They're not canceled. They're not forfeited. No one's giving up anything. They're certainly still going to get paid. The TV revenue is, is, is going to just be, you know, pushed down the line. Um, so it's, Again, when she made her statement, I don't know what the scenario was, but um, I, I, the scenario now is a mere postponement. It's a nu- it's a night off, Tom. That's all it is. So I don't know how taking a day off is a sacrifice. Do you? I mean, I've never I've never considered not going to work a sacrifice. So so her and again, to, you know, with all due respect, to her, I don't know when her statement was made, but the the they're they're not taking a day off. And then here's the other thing about it that's so ludicrous is that. I don't know. I mean, I saw the videotape, like we've all seen of this shooting of this gentleman in, 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 uh, in um, you know, Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. And I don't know the whole scenario, and we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm not going to go out and burn down my neighbor's house until I, you know, at least until I hear all the details. But the idea that an impromptu response by the police in an emergency situation was somehow going to be influenced by an NBA game. In other words, like the next time a cop pulls his gun out, is he going to say, well, wait a second, it might not be basketball next week if I had to pull this trigger. I mean, it's ludicrous, right? Well, right. And so so what is – I don't really understand really what the, the, the point is because – so in 2020 – let's see. In 2020 so far there have been – I'm not even sure how to read this thing. I'm not sure how many – Folks have died as yet. Um, hang on. So, if you have, if uh, there's about a thousand um, people killed by cops per year, is that right? It was that the stat. God, I had it. Um, um, hang on, I'll have it in a moment. Anyway, yeah, we're this year is high, trending. I think three a day. I don't think it's three a day or two. This year's maybe though. This year is trending to be. Like most years, as far as police shootings that uh, involve result in fatalities, so in the most of the people who get shot and killed by cops are white and Hispanic, and then mm-hmm. it, blacks are um, are third, and it, although they're a higher percentage, and obviously there are more interactions and more you know more violent interactions, and so I think that that's one of the reasons, of course, why there are. There are more of these uh, of these um, shootings. What is interesting to me is that what is the premise of this all this whole thing? She said people have to protest. They have to get the word out. They want it to end. What is supposed to end? That this is a very normal year for police shootings? Is it police brutality that's supposed to end? I think police, police brutality is something that we could talk about, absolutely. But, I mean, when we're in a universe here where you're constantly complaining that when you get in wrestling matches with law enforcement that people are dying as a result of it, I think the wrestling match should be garner some attention as well. Yes. 
You know, Tom, look, we have a case going on here. Well, it's really not anymore, but it's come back to light. This is, you know, I, I, WBSM is, is out of the greater New Bedford area, we're in Fairhaven, which is a suburb of the city of New Bedford. There was a shooting almost a decade ago. Uh, a 15-year-old boy was shot by the New Bedford police gang unit, right? And, and, and they, they, they're, they're asking for to have the case reopened and, and re, the investigation reopened, even though it was cleared by the district attorney and the state police involved and the prosecutors who looked at the case and everything else. And, and, but they still want it to be reopened. But the thing that they, they, the, the activists, the Black Lives Matter activists around here don't tell people is the cop, uh, the, the young man was black, um, and, uh, but he stabbed a police officer, Tom, before he was shot. And this, the police officer he stabbed was black, right? So, so, but around here, we have protests and demanding of the, of the, that the, that the district attorney, even Mara Healy has, broomed, has said, look, I'm not looking at this thing again. It's very clear. But when you talk to the activists, and I'm talking about letters to the editor, they call my radio program at WBSM, they have marches in the street, they refuse to acknowledge he stabbed the black police officer, right? So you have this incredible alternative universe where you have these activists who want to get things going. And we've been spared due to the hard work of the uh, police, uh, the elected officials, and, to, and, and the protesters, uh, to be honest, uh, without any violence in this area, serious violence. But they, they tell, it's weird to watch people intentionally lie, okay? Because I know the case of, right. the, of the shooting in New Bedford eight years ago. But they refuse to acknowledge that the young man stabbed the police officer. And after you brandish a weapon at a police officer, you're going to die. And so I take it with a grain of salt, everything people are saying. Um, you know, I, I, I've read all the cases in this case here in New Bedford, so I'm, I'm familiar with it. But we certainly are way far from the details and of what happened. But again... If you have, as you point out, the wrestling match counts, right? The wrestling match counts. In, in the case here in New Bedford, the stabbing counts. Um, so it's, it's amazing. And, and look, let's face it. When was the last time you heard George Floyd's name, right? They, that's right. not a longer name anymore, right? Um, and, and again, I don't know the shooting in Wisconsin, but it looks like this guy, the police were very familiar with him. And I did see him running from the police and entering a vehicle. That's, a, that's all very dangerous behavior, right? I was fortunate to do six years at military police in the army and uh, you're trained in this type of stuff. And when a guy's running to a vehicle to get into the vehicle, he, he may have a weapon in that vehicle. He, in fact, we may find out he did have a weapon in that vehicle mm-hmm. uh, that the police saw. What are the police supposed to do? Stop and get killed? It's outrageous. Right. So police have killed 751 people uh, so far. And I don't have the, the race breakdown, of course, which is everything. Um, how many Asians saw in that number? How come no? How come the Asians are not not getting into trouble with the police and getting shot? We never hear about Asians being killed by the police. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, not to make light of it, but but it's true. Well, why why are certain people constantly getting into trouble with the police? Yeah, in other words, well, I, I assume that the reason for not many Asians is, is there aren't. I've have not gotten in a wrestling match with a cop. Certainly, no. I have been a jerk to a cop, and I have had a, a police be jerks to me uh, mm-hmm. in response. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times, you know, a couple of cops were a little bit way over the top when they didn't need to be. I don't think mm-hmm. it was. Uh, I don't think it was racism. I just think they had a bad day or something. But right. you no, know, I assume there aren't many. There aren't many Asians in the country, and the population 
is uh, is is lower. But I mean, it. it I, well, they, they behave themselves, Tom. That's what I'm saying. You're saying that the blacks and whites and Hispanics uh, need to behave better and have fewer inter- interactions, and that way we will have uh, fewer deaths. Right. I mean, tr- truthfully, if you so I, I have had experiences, probably some of yours, you know, a, a police officer pulls you over. I always think, what did that guy just see? Right. You know, they pull you over the side of the highway. Well, maybe they just came from a car accident where they saw a guy who did what I just did, kill someone. Right. Or kill themselves. And so I've had some cops. I like to refer to them as just over caffeinated, um, <laughs> you know, who start yelling at you or whatever. I've had. But by and large, my interactions with the police, which have been very few, have uh, have been fine. And I also, I mean, I just, I don't know how, how people, and, and now, look at these cops now, what's happening, they're screaming in their faces, do you do you have the kind of discipline, Tom, not to give someone a smack if they were doing to the cops, doing to you what they're doing to the police now? Well, I well and most of the kids that I see screaming in cops in their faces are white, rich kids, you know, from <laughs> Wellesley, who look like Ace of Base yelling at uh yelling at uh, black cops, you know, telling them that they're somehow uh, traitors. Yeah, I mean, it's it is crazy. I I mean, I don't know if this is simply what 2020 is and this is a cultural phenomenon that's happening this year. You know, these things do happen especially with woke progressive um kind of um enthusiasts where you know, the the victimhood culture, you know, suddenly everybody's a victim and then there's, you know, and uh, people feel that, uh, that that words in rhetoric is weaponized and it goes from academia, you know, to the student out into the world. And usually you used to just end at Facebook and now it's unfortunately been institutionalized in businesses and, and all over the place. Um, but, you know, I've heard two things as well. And I heard uh, – who was it that was saying – oh, Doc Rivers was saying – First of all, he said that um, that why are the Republicans yelling? Because it's uh, at the RNC, everybody's yelling about the dark times and, and the threat and the violence in the street. And, so, and Doc Rivers said, "Well, it's our, it's us who are dying. Then why are you complaining about it?" And that is a good point. But Black Lives Matter is not about you know the 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 sixty seven kids in Chicago shot per weekend by other black kids. Black Lives Matter is about police shootings and it's been now infused with the culture of the nba so i appreciate him feeling like that but i i, I don't know i in that we're but doing Tom, Tom, here's the thing about doc rivers when he says they're killing us what does he mean i mean people who live like doc rivers aren't being killed doc rivers is a professional person who spent his entire life improving himself and working at, at, at a profession in a very competitive environment right he's got i i would i would say that doc rivers has nothing He's got nothing of a life like George Floyd decided to have. Nothing like the life that this other guy in Milwaukee, in Kennesaw, Wisconsin, who has a huge criminal record. Um, Doc Rivers doesn't isn't a criminal. Doc Rivers, I don't know why he aligns himself with people who have have contact with the police because they were always in trouble. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it. Right. He, I get it. The one thing he has in common with those people is the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Other than that. He has nothing in common with those people. Doc Rivers ought to be talking about telling kids. And again, look, what happened to George Floyd, as far as I could tell, was a crime. And we'll, we'll see how that all works out. But Doc Rivers, for him to, well, it's weird. I mean, I, I would just, I, I look at a guy like Doc Rivers and I go, Doc Rivers, you, 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 you have earned an incredible life. Not that anyone gave it to him. He worked at it. So I don't know why people, like, so, Tom, when you see, did, did you feel any affinity towards 
I don't know, Whitey Bulger, right? Did you feel like when, when, right, when Whitey Bulger was killed in prison by other gangsters, did you go, that's terrible? Did you, I mean, I didn't feel, I have no, and, 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 and even guys I grew up with who, who ended up, you know, getting in trouble and things like that, I never thought that me and them were the same kind of guy. You know, I knew friends with them, I grew up with them, whatever, but I didn't go, ah, oh, geez, um, I feel like my friend who's an idiot who keeps getting arrested. I, I just, to me, it, it's amazing. It, I, I, you know, like I don't feel any affinity towards white criminals. Well, I, I happen to have taken a day off when Whitey died, uh, Kevin. I'll have you know. <laughs> um, but you're right. Doc Rivers is in a, in a unique position. to in, Everybody in the NBA is to say, hey, look at us. Look what we overcame. Look how we're doing now. And that was due to hard work and staying out right. of trouble and not getting in wrestling matches with the cops. And, um, you know, th- that kind of thing. They, but I, at a, it's, it, the, it's too big to even at this point talk about. We're so, it's so, it's so right. backwards. I mean, who the hell even knows? But, okay, have you uh, there in your, you said you were on your beach uh, compound. Yes. You said, you, you said <laughs> 30 acres, 30 <laughs> acres. I've seen overheads of the McCarthy estate, 30 acres. And um, <laughs> you, um, have you watched any of the RNC? I, I, so I, I have I have watched some of it, and as I said, I had Tom Hodgson on today on my radio. Oh show, right, right, right. Uh, who, who was down there? In fact, he's going to be with the president tomorrow night uh, for, for his for the big historic speech he's going to give. So I have watched some. Of it. I thought it was really good. I thought Herschel Walker mm-hmm. was really good. Um, I thought that the Trump uh, daughter, the youngest one, I thought she did a nice job. Yes. The, the one you don't see she much. Does, she she doesn't have school. a name. I can't think of it. Tiffany. Tiffany. Isn't it Tiffany? Yes. It's Tiffany, right? And um, I just, thank God. I knew it was some 80s uh, one hit one uh, <laughs> name. <laughs> so I think we're I alone. Think she had, I think but, Tiffany but had two hits. Really uh, good. <clears throat> Pam, Pam Bondi. Was yeah. really good. The Attorney General of Florida. Did you get a chance to see her? Yeah, she went after my friend uh, Hunter Biden. Yeah, I'd like to party with that dude. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was thinking that you know that when Joe Biden gave the long two and a half hour interview with Cardi B, in yeah. listening to her lyrics in her life, it's like she'd be a good fit for Hunter. She and Hunter could die together. Absolutely. The the it's it's incredible that he would. So I'm not sure what the rules are here, but. Uh, because it's a podcast, but so at, at WBSM, we have half the side of the radio station the, is, is, is FM fun one Oh seven. And so the guys were talking about that new song and I, I, that's not really my music. So I'm not up on it, but then I, I got home and, and my friend, she says, have you heard about this song? Because one of her friend's daughters, who's like 12 and heard the song. And so then she, she showed me the video and the idea that, the president, a presidential candidate, would go on with Cardi B. I mean, who? He, he, so it also it shows you really that's the state of his of his mental deterioration. That his that first of all, he's surrounded by staff that thinks that's a good idea, and second of all, that he would go along with it. I mean, can you imagine uh, Lyndon Johnson agreeing to go on with Cardi B? <laughs> right? I mean, could you imagine? Forget Nixon. Let's just talk the liberals. Um, even Bill Clinton would know not to do that. Yeah, he might try to go over and see Cardi B, but he, but he probably wouldn't. And he might even film it, uh, Tom. But I doubt he would uh, allow the public to see it. But you just think about. But what, I don't think Barack Obama would have. I mean, I know he hung around with Jay Z a little bit, but it was after he was president. That this is, it, this is very strange to me. Um, the, the things that the Democrat Party is now is, are now accepting. 
as reasonable, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's well, Canada, <laughs> totally. The best thing about the Cardi B interview is, oh, by the way, she's somebody who seems to be very comfortable um, with her own sexuality. I think that's what I got from that. I also am starting to think that maybe the video, all of the snakes were metaphors. You, th- <laughs> you think that's a possibility? I don't know. I mean, I'm quick about these things. But listen, well, Tom, 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 you're comfortable on the radio because in, in writing because that's how you make your living. That's the reason she's comfortable with her sexuality. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I don't know anything about living. any of that stuff. Hey, so so this is the best part of the Cardi B thing when you, when Biden brings her on, he brings in his daughter Ashley to like to groupie out with Cardi B. <laughs> Even though Cardi B, I don't know, is like 31, Ashley is almost 40 years old. Oh snap! How you doing? Hi, buddy. How are you? How are you? The name's I'm, Joe. Well, hello there, Joe. Uh, as a matter of fact, me. why don't you meet my daughter? The love of my life, the life of my love. She's a fan of yours. Hi, a, how are you? This Hi, is Ashley. Good, how you doing? You know, the I'm, Ashley's like wearing vineyard vines, you know. She's, <laughs> I don't think she's sitting down listening to uh, what at blank blank. Nickname she gave her father when she was growing up. She'd call me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related Cardi or something. B. Yep, Cardi B and Joey B. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Well, I just okay, to say Joey hi. B. How you doing? She's a huge fan. <laughs> Joey B. I don't know. If, I think Joey B should think about doing some campaigning since the uh, polls are tightening. Let me tell you about my college experience, right? Yep. Um, You know, I'm from New York. So when you're in high school, and or middle school, they give you a, a free metro car so you could travel t- for you to be able to go to your school. And of course, they give me they gave me free lunch when I was. We get it, Cardi B. During this long rant of Cardi B's, <laughs> I swear Biden went from being confused to being completely horrified. I think he just rewoke up to where he was, not knowing who he was talking to, not fully comprehending what the person was saying. As 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 a. Uh, uh, as our friend Sap says, to me it looked like Biden was watching Tower Two come come down. He was. Well, I was think. I was thinking, Tom. He was afraid he was going to get a call from uh, from uh, the Senator uh, James O. Eastland of Mississippi. <laughs> uh, you, you know. You know. Of course, he's been dead for decades. Right. But Biden doesn't remember that. You know. Some of these other segregationists he used to run around with. Uh, it, 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 and uh, no, it, 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 again, it's it's really. You, I have maintained this from the, from the beginning. Joe Biden, um, who I don't think is a bad guy, um, but he never should have gotten in this race to begin with. It, it's almost like his staff and the people around him who have been making a living off of him their entire life said they got to get the champ in for one more run, right? Even if it's just mm-hmm. that they made the consulting fees or whatever. Because the guy should be enjoying his life, not running for president from his basement, having to endure this foolishness, right? Yes. It, it, it's, it's quite sad, actually. It's really sad, Tom. You know, I'm a Demo- I'm a Republican, and, and I have been for a long time. But we need a, we need a competent, we need at least two competent parties in this country. And quite frankly, the Democrats have given up any competency, as I can see, at least this cycle. Yeah, yeah. Joey B has lost his fastball. <laughs> All right, Chris McCarthy, I appreciate yeah. you um, taking a t- uh, break from your vacation, and uh, you know you can get back to the yacht now. He's Chris McCarthy's on the Chris McCarthy Show, fourteen twenty a.m. And you can get um, follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Topher underscore MC. Uh, well, so what's your plans tonight? So, well, Tom, so my, in all honesty, I don't have a yacht, but David Geffen 
Ooh. is in town. Uh, and with his yacht, I think is a half a billion dollar yacht. It's so big, it's tied up in New Bedford Harbor where they tie up the freighters. I'm not kidding you. Where they unload crate, uh, you know, uh, crates of oranges and things like that uh, is David Geffen. So my plan is to, you know, not be invited on his boat. But uh, it's incredible when he came by the house. I mean, the boat is absolutely normal. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I guess I'm not going to watch basketball. And it's National Dog Day, so I'm just going to. Uh, Treat my dog, I get treat him every other day because I think dogs have the greatest life of all time. But no, it's it's uh, it won't be basketball time. I guess it'll be. Oh, that's the only new. I guess I'll have more time to watch the RNC tonight. The dark ominous RNC that is uh, Chris McCarthy. Dark, all right, my Thank friend. You, Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much, Tom. We're talking to you. Bye-bye. All right, his name is George Capalbo, and George is joining me, and my friend Mike is joining me. I can't give you his last name for all sorts of <laughs> shady background reasons. Um, and um, we, we just talked to Chris McCarthy about all the political stuff and the riots and the shootings and all the chaos in the world. And uh, since Mike is up here for reasons I can't discuss, um, we are having a cocktail, taking a break from all that stuff. Yep. And um, in wait, I don't have a cocktail. You should I, make one. I don't. Sure, probably get one. No, keep no. We'll, I'll I'll get one when we're done. Let's just go. Okay. Well, all right, George. So um, I want to take a departure from any of this stuff that's stressful and, and crazy. And usually, I just play music and and just uh, allow it to help me escape. When I wake up in the Decompress. You know. I just get lost yeah. in that, or then, or certainly, or sometimes just a terrible '70s music that makes takes me back to when my mother had me like at this Bradley's store for way too long. I used to like Bradley's. I love Bradley's. This is a bought my first yeah, record at Bradley's. What was the record, Mike? Blue Hawaii, Elvis Presley. Ooh, not bad. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> it was twelve dollars. It was a uh, orange sticker on it, and I spent twelve dollars on it. I borrowed it from my mother, and uh, I love that record still. Very nice, George. What was your first record? My first, I used to get my records for free from the radio station. Jesus, George. Privilege. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> and they were all bad, though. No, you know, they, they were all the discards that, like, I had a band. So, Batdorf and Rodney, and it was terrible, you know? So, I did get, I'll tell you what I did get. I did get The Dictators Go Girl Crazy, which is a great album. That's, the, that's probably my first record I can remember. That might have been before Batdorf and Rodney. Mike, were you into Dr. Demento? No, my brothers were, but I wasn't. Uh, okay, I, I thought, think I missed it by a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you into Weird Al? You, well, yes. Well, when when um, just eat it. Yes, came out and all that. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I, well, I was a. I'm at that age where I was a Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. So I was a little mad at Weird my, Al. Mike, Mike, <laughs> with the last name we can't say, was a Michael Jackson fan during the bad years, B.A.D. Oh. years, which is an odd time to jump on the wagon, but. Uh, he needed the help then. That, that's a, the that's a, a complete falsehood. Uh, it was it was during the thrilly years. <clears throat> so it would have I, I, been 1983, years. I think. Not sure. So, so Thomas, as you know, I'm occasionally a photographer, and I used to go out and do photo shoots since like you know ran, abandoned rail yards and stuff. And I and during the Michael Jackson thriller era, I was in some railroad switching yard in Worcester, and someone had bought every copy of Thriller. There were like 20 of them, and they burned them. <laughs> And and some of them weren't burned, you know. I didn't take one, yeah. but they were. I mean, they're all burned enough that you couldn't listen to them. But there was there was clearly a stack of thrillers that someone had had satanically uh, sacrificed. So, oh, that's great. That's great. It was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a pretty. I think I have a photo of it somewhere. What a lurching it's a of, negative. What a lurching of cultures too. Just those first years in the eighties, like right from Michael Jackson, then to maybe like Springsteen and Cyndi Lauper, then to Madonna. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot of lurching, and plus. 
that was back before you know there were you could listen to everything everywhere. There were only you know top forty owned the world. Correct. You know, so I mean, those people that was that was such a big, and that's why I get angry when when people like uh, dress people younger than me, especially dress for like eighties parties, and they've conflated <laughs> the two styles, like Cindy Lauper's <laughs> style with Madonna style, and as if that ever happened. You know, right. people either dress like Cindy Lauper or dress like Madonna. The Madonna thing, like the early Madonna thing, where she was dressed uh, provocatively. You if know, you mix would, them, it's bad. It's just right. It's, just it's no such clue. a it, yeah, no, it's uh, what's that called when it it's it's blasphemous, George, for God's sakes. <laughs> and I had to hang a Heather Locklear Ooh. poster next to my Michael Jackson poster, the one with the white shirt and then the yellow sweater, because uh, I, <laughs> I loved that that picture of Michael Jackson, but just to keep my father from killing me, I got a Heather Locklear poster and put it right next to it on the wall, there you go. And, and everything was good in my household. I believe there was some Jerry Curl in that. <laughs> there was uh, a little bit. It was very wet. Stripped right off the walls. Yeah, it was 3D. Oh yeah, no, I had the Heather Thomas poster. Remember I, Heather I Thomas? had the Farrah Fawcett. Oh, that was Farrah was a winner, but Heather Thomas was from the Fall Guy. Who was the girl that, that used to be at Still oh, yes. Heaven in Boston? Used to used to get the the door the door poster. What was her name? She was a singer, but she was also Oh, Lita Ford, maybe? No, something else. I'll get her name later. Was uh, she? So she, she was, went to Stairway to Heaven in Boston. You, you got her poster. It was. It fit oh, the whole oh, door. Uh, um, um, the oh, the one who was God. a porn star. Um, yes. Who? God, who was that? Like Nikki Holiday or something? Come on, we can think of this, George. I don't know. Um, I wish I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Naughty girls need love too. She's yeah. saying. Naughty girls need love too. Let me find this. <laughs> Naughty girls, where's this going to bring me? I don't know. This Need is a, luckily there's no visual here, so we're fine. Yeah, no so okay, Sorry, so that was uh, Samantha Fox. Samantha Fox, that's exactly who it was. Yep. Oh my goodness, that, that was that was. Sorry about that. That wasn't great loud. music. No, that was the, that was the uh, get your annoying, get your attention. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh man, mom, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> this is not good. This is a bad day for the world, and there. <laughs> that sudden stop with the keyboard, ding, ding, ding. Man, that was uh, that was not a good day for the world. That was not a good time for the world. That was awful. Oh God, who do you think the who was the female artist you were most enraptured with, Mike? Me, my mm-hmm. well. I guess as much as I hate to admit it now, Madonna. Really? Well, I hate to admit it now because she's awful. Yeah. But when I was a kid, she was pretty damn hot. Mm, I, I think uh, for me, I think I remember Olivia Newton-John being, I don't know if I really liked her music entirely, but I thought I liked her. She was she's just go- she's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Still is, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if Let's I get physical was not about working out. I found out. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus, what else is? Not I got about that one about? right off the right off the bat. I didn't. Yeah. George, um, anything going on in the uh, tech world that we should know about? Boy, there's a lot of stuff going in the tech world. So Elon Musk. All right. So this was last year. I actually have a drop for you. Here we go. You ready? Mm, yes. <laughs> okay. So he's got all these companies because. So just my so theory, you know, so George, originally I, just so you know, hmm? we didn't hear the drop. Oh, we didn't hear the drop. All right. So the drop. the drop was, you should have heard the drop. So the drop was 
Oh, actually, my hand. I'll play the. I know why the drop. I'll play the drop. Yeah, we were. I was turning off audio inside baseball. We were having a few audio problems, and we've worked out now. Now you should hear the drop. You ready? You know, monkey has been able to control the computer with his brain. So, I got to tell you, I've I was wrong about Elon Musk. I really just thought he can't make enough Teslas. The company's going to go under, and all this other stuff he's doing, flamethrowers, the tunnel company. Uh, you name it, uh, the, 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 you know, all this stuff is just cover for that. Like, look at this shiny object and don't pay attention to the fact that we have 300,000 pre-orders for Model 3s. But then he did it. And now he's got a company called Neuralink, which is the human. This, this could be the singularity. You know, the singularity is the thing that happens that changes that we don't become human anymore. We're gray goo or the robots take over or something. Ooh. This could be it. This is the computer brain interface directly wired into your neurons and on friday he's doing a live demo of the next step of it where you can you can see neurons firing in real time they're communicating so imagine i mean the original the the, the current intent is to help people that have brain injuries to mm. to heal that's the but the goal is you think about that madonna song and you hear it in your brain and no one else does you think about mm. something and you've got You've got access to the entire hive mind of the world, the internet, the interconnected world that we have to type and look at directly in your brain. And it's instantaneous. It's and just, does anybody go outside? Do we all have our eyes rolled back in our heads? What's going to happen? Well, it's, it's I mean, you. can you create false realities that you can interact in? This could be the holodeck. It could right. be anything. Well, that's what I'm thinking. How'd go sequel be a thing of the past? Well, if you have the holodeck, then you don't need anybody or anything. You can just conjure up whoever you want. That's you don't need a house. You just need a room that's sort of you know and place to do take care of your various bodily functions. Then put your and just close your eyes and go into your deep world of wherever you are. Star Trek or what? Wasn't yeah, Star Trek? Star Trek. The holodeck was a Star Trek thing. That was it's interesting. That was next generation. That was not the original series. They just had phasers. Yeah, the holodeck is not anything that any man past 12 can have it's no you cannot man it, <laughs> well, no one no holiday should be <laughs> well wasn't there wasn't that that was actually the premise of one of the star trek series which i never yes, liked with but Jordy. my son's into deep space nine no but jordy fell nine. in love with a woman in the holodeck maybe troy actually who wouldn't want yeah. um that who was the philosopher the 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 one who helped you at, troy deanna was troy. That, oh yeah who no. wouldn't did be she was a handsome woman yeah yeah she wouldn't have much time no okay so Oh, they're here again. Deep Space Nine. If you went to the Hollow Suite in Cork's Bar, it was definitely something you had to be over 12 to do. That was the point of it. They just sort of alluded to it, but they never really showed you. Hmm. But yes. So we're all getting a holodeck soon, George, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, exactly. George, So let's. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to get going here. Um, I just wanted to check in with you. Uh, how are it's things good. at Batbone Networks going? Backbone Networks is insanely busy. I, I'm now powering an AM radio station in San Diego, sports station. And as a matter of fact, our good friend Christian is the is the guy doing the, the, the production every day. And they love him. Good for him. Yeah, it's good, good for, for Christian. Him. All right, George Capabo, it's Backbone Networks. Uh, check them out. The, if you want to, you can have a radio station with a Mac and a mic is what I say, George. Correct. And all sorts of other great tech, which I didn't use tonight, which is why nothing worked. So um, <laughs> it, it was fine. You did just fine. It, so backbone.com, check us out. And what is your Twitter, George? At G Capalbo. Okay. Very nice. George, thank you, my friend. 
I know a little bit of a crazy show here tonight. A lot of stuff going on. I had a friend uh, drop in unexpectedly, but uh, very welcome to have him. And it's, uh, we haven't really caught up in many, many years. Maybe even over a decade in a proper fashion. So I'm going to do that right now. Take a break from the craziness. I will watch some of the convention. I'm on with Jerry Callahan tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Shattuck. See you later, man. Say la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.